0: If you're in need of a property insurance partner to help your business remain resilient, FM Global is the perfect choice. We employ science, data, and research to help assist you in making informed risk mitigation decisions. We will collaborate with you to identify and reduce risks linked to natural disasters while providing solutions that promote a more sustainable future. Let's prepare to prosper.
1: So glad my lower third wasn't showing.
0: (laughs) Everyone hi everyone um we are that, that, that's true for that's true for life Russ. I'm glad yeah. my lower third was not showing <laughs> yeah there we go
2: really good really good um yeah sorry for the delay today a little bit my daughter's birthday today so it's running out as she was doing some errands to they had to do to prepare for this evening so nice yeah and the weather's sucky here so Everybody like
0: 30 right
2: Yes, right. She's, I'm that old. No, she's she's my oldest daughter, and she's 15 today, oh. um, I which think is crazy in and of itself.
0: So, hey. I think we have fulfilled our quota in the Northeast of cold, rainy weather. It's enough You know, it's just
1: 60 by me. It's raining, yes, but it's starting to get nice.
0: Speak for yourself. I'm talking about. (laughs) You
1: live in a cave. I mean, come on. (laughs) What do you mean I live in a cave?
0: Buffalo is not a cave. It's not technically,
2: but it is kind of, you know, cave like. (laughs) Let me ask you this, Mike. During the summertime, is there a vacation spot in Buffalo? The oh, answer is no. There's, there's a, no. There's a vacation spot in Buffalo all the time. There's one of the biggest vacation spots in the world in Buffalo,
1: Niagara Falls.
2: Yeah, I mean.
1: Yeah, but Buffalo, but you yeah, don't go there
0: for good no, weather. No, 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 no. See, you just drove me absolutely insane because on like the football broadcasts and like any national event that comes to Buffalo, they will pan to a picture of the friggin' falls. Niagara Falls is 30 miles away from here. It's not part of Buffalo. It's part of Western New York. It's not part of Buffalo. All they do is show Niagara Falls and those friggin' chicken wings at the anchor bar that suck. And that's it.
1: Sun's coming out here. It's going to be 69. Maybe you should move from Buffalo. Just saying.
2: (laughs) Anyway. All right. Um, Let's get going here. Ready? Um, All right. Hello, Hockey World. It's Thursday, May 25th, 2017. I'm Michael Logello.
1: I'm Russ Cullen from Sportsology.
2: And I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday at this time to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And today, we're going to have a team going um, after tonight. <laughs> we have, we're going to be down to one. and um, we we'll be down to we'll be down to one in the East, two in the, two in the NHL. And I really got into a debate I want to talk to you guys about a little bit before we get into everything uh, last night about who – They who people want to see in this final, like you know, obviously, this is taking out the fans of the three teams that are still involved because I'm sure Predators fans have their opinion who they'd like to see, and I'm sure you know, and then you know, Senators fans and Penguins fans. But he believed that people would want to see Ottawa because Ottawa is a team that has never won a cup before, and you have two interesting people, people are sick of projects. Granted, this is a little bit skewed because this is a person who lives in the Philadelphia area, so they don't like So... I would that say that for sure.
0: I would say that the media that the league that most fans would want to see Pittsburgh because it's back, you know, the opportunity for back-to-back the uh, the, uh, the non Canadian factor. I mean, for for the NHL, I mean, they will lose out big time in terms of ratings if it's Ottawa because they're not going to get any ratings out of a Canadian market. Whereas Pittsburgh, you have Sidney Crosby, you have Malkin, you have the incumbent uh, champ. I think that's part of the part of the, uh, the the you know what's going on in the NBA. It's like Golden State. Cleveland people want to see that meeting again because that's the last two champions and this would be the the, you know, the rubber match right And here and here it's Pittsburgh going for the first back-to-back since the Red Wings in you know over to over 20 years so yeah I I have, I f- this. I have this figured out okay what it is is if you're an NHL hater
1: then you want o- Ottawa Nashville so you could talk about how there won't be any ratings and okay. you could say ha 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 look at these two teams and, and that's there's that person. If you're a Gary Bettman hater, you want Ottawa, Nashville. If you're, if you're a fan of another team, your teams are out of it for that same reason, so you could laugh at Gary Bettman because I've seen a lot of posts for that. If you're a hockey fan, you're okay with either one. I think either one would make for an interesting Stanley Cup. I mean, again, everybody points to Tampa, Calgary, like, oh my God, it was a ratings disaster or whatever, Maybe, but if you covered that cup or watched that cup, it was fantastic.
2: And there were so many great moments. You're (laughs) so right. And I think a lot of people thought Carolina Edmonton would be a horrible snooze as well. And Um, it was a great cup to cover and to watch. Maybe the best. I mean, still the first cup I covered, but still maybe the best series I've ever covered. Like That that Edmonton Carolina series had everything to it. Um, So, yeah, that was crazy. Well,
1: that's what I always say. There's always different accounts, but a lot of people have agendas. They do.
0: Well, the th- the thing that would scare me most about an Ottawa Nashville matchup is it would resemble Bobby Fischer versus Gary Kasparov. It would be one three one versus one three one. It would be very that's defensive. chess talk for the nerds out there that, that know chess. Right, it'd be it'd be very defensively oriented, very like who's gonna make the first move type of thing. And, and I who think is,
2: who is the attack team and who's the both teams are counter teams usually. Who is the attack team? Who's the counterattack team in an Ottawa nashville Series? I thought about this a lot. That's a problem.
1: That's, That's the problem. It is gonna be like a chess match. Here, here's one thing I'll divulge, and and not really rip on Mike for the Bobby Fisher thing. In my neighborhood, it was huge with Bobby Fisher. We all had the book. We all had chess sets. We all wanted to learn how to win in five moves. We all did it on some dope who didn't have the book in our neighborhood so we could feel good about ourselves. But as far as hockey goes, that's a tough one. I, I don't know who the aggressor would be.
0: I mean, the roles would be firmly established if it's Pittsburgh-Nashville. Pittsburgh will be the attacking yeah. team, and Nashville will be with the more passive counterattack team, whereas – if it's Ottawa and Nashville, I'm I, you know it's going to be like that Philadelphia-Tampa game where Philly is sitting back waiting, and that was Laviolette you know sitting back waiting for Guy Boucher to make a move, and it's like that's you I think
1: know, the, that's, I think the Nashville defenders would be the aggressors, so I'm going to say it's yeah. going to be Nashville because at least Laviolette activates his defensemen and lets them.
2: Yeah, at the end of the day, Laviolette doesn't love doesn't love being the counterattack team. That's not his right. in his game, really. I mean, he he's right. he's doing it because that's what he has to play with. Right, right. But he's, if, he'd rather. Where I, th- I think bush I get the sense Guy Boucher does love being the counterattack team. So yeah, I
0: mean, if 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 Laviolette had Ryan Johansson, I think he would be more anxious to be the attacking team. But he's not going to have him now. There there are some reports that Mike Fisher could be could be back for game one? But, you know, even if he's, yeah. you know, even if he's not completely they, healthy. Wait, to play or to sing the anthem? No, no. To, to, to play. To oh, play. Okay. Uh, he, lets, has... he lets his better half do the anthem singing. Uh, am I wrong in,
2: in, in that? Did I hear wrong in that Mike Fisher has no points in the class? I believe that's right. Yeah, I believe that's true. Which is pretty crazy. I mean, it really is. Like, I, I mean, it's not that crazy. His
1: offense has tailed off tremendously the last couple of years.
0: But his, his offense in the last regular
1: season, like yeah, he his had, he had, the, Sorry, go ahead,
0: go ahead, Mike. His offense in the regular season, I thought was pretty good. It's just in the playoffs. Well, what's his
1: playoff like, results been the last couple of years?
0: I, I'll check. I thought he had a good
2: playoff last year, um, if I remember right. Like he had was, was pretty strong. I don't Nashville.
1: think he did. I, I, I know he,
2: scored, he at least scored like one big game-winning overtime goal that like I can remember. But he has he hasn't had anything anything um this year, so yeah. La- I
0: mean, la- okay last year okay last year during the regular season he had 23 points, 13 goals, 10 assists in 14 games. He had five goals in the playoffs yeah, last right. year. This year he had a he had his best offensive year in four seasons. He had 18 goals, 24 assists. This year in the playoffs, 14 games, 14 games, zero, zero, zero. That's incredible. So really, really, though, in two years the production's
1: not great either way. But it's last year at least he was scoring goals.
2: Right. I mean, just having <laughs> no points is incredible. I mean, it's like it that. That's, that's really just that's hard to do in a way because it's just you're on. So but when you get down. the amount of ice time he does. Yeah, and he's and he's and people see him as a big, big player. And I do think. And I, I'm not trying to rip Mike Richard. I think he's one of the greatest people in the game. I love the guy. But I think that it is so. Was, so but sitting here saying, you know, he's coming back for Game One. That's a big deal. I don't know that it's a big deal. Like it's, it's like he, oh. you know, the guys they yeah, brought he might up. Be better off having Pontus Aberg in there. That's honestly, being, you know, like, being, I, I, being, I wouldn't
0: disagree with that. Being a shutdown center, which he is, the yeah. the most remarkable stat is no penalty minutes in 14 games.
1: Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great stat.
0: And also, his faceoff percentage is not okay.
2: good. Um yeah. And that 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 is what he what he does usually bring to the Predators is he's the best faceoff guy they've got, and he's not. That hasn't been very good either. I mean, the interesting thing is, though, if he, you know, last year there's no Ryan Johansson on this. Well, yes, there is. I'm sorry. Yes, there is. No, I'm just think, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I mean, he. I wonder how it'll be without Ryan Johansson if Fitcher, you know, will would start to pick up some points. Like if he would start to play some.
0: Well, he'll points. probably be putting more offensive roles because I mean, who, yeah. Russ? Who's the number one offensive center right now? I mean, huh. that's that's, I mean, that's the problem. It's who probably are, Colin Wilson.
2: Yeah. The biggest thing about Fisher being in this series is two is twofold. One, he is the only guy on the Predators who's been to a Stanley Cup before, so that that's that right. does and that does matter because it he really, matter. Helps, he really helps to have a guy kind of navigate. Although
1: he can whisper in everybody's ear in the locker room, it's not like
2: he's, he's there. there. Yeah, and sure he will be, but the there is a whole. It's a very different, very distracting series to play in. Um, t- players always tell me they they really feel for so many reasons. I mean, the main reason is and teams have to teams never have figured out a way to do this is the amount of tickets you're asked for right and the players are players are constantly getting you know every friend they have you know texting oh, can you get me a ticket to this game a ticket to that you know and there are some teams you know that are starting to and teams need to take you know what teams need to do here's a message to teams out there watching okay i have a friend okay who's who's um who's on the uh, who's part of the Taylor Swift band right my daughter loves taylor swift i did the whole? I did the stupid thing like that yeah. everybody does. Hey, Taylor Swift's coming to town. Can you get me tickets to, t- to see Taylor Swift? No, it's sold out. Bang, bang, bang. And he's like, sure. We got to pay for him because that's the rule. I'm like, that's fine, but can you? It's sold out. Can you get me? You know, I'll definitely pay for him. I said that up front. Right. And he said, well, here's the person you talk to, and they have a person, like a specific person for the band that mm-hmm. takes care of all of this. And you just you email, you email that person. She sends you back a form, like a total form. You fill out the form with everything. Who do you know in the band? How many tickets do you need? Da, 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 da. How's it work? You know, when can we come up? And it's, it's really – it takes the pressure off of the band people completely. Yeah. If, if someone if, says here's that – what I
1: would do. I think, yeah, that's, I think that's a good idea. I, w- I would do a very simple thing. You get the one person in your family who contacts everybody, whether that's your mother or your aunt or somebody, right? And you tell them – Find out, buy, and you give them a date. Who wants to come to the first game in Nashville? I will buy a ticket for everybody, and that's the only. Those are the only tickets I am granting, and that's it. And if you don't answer me by that day, that's
2: it. One game. Let me know. And this is what you have to do. You have to set the parameters. Very. Yeah, it's hard though, man, because you know, um, hockey players are nice people. They're nice guys. They want to. It- I mean, tough. And they only, get I, a I, little, they only I, have a limited amount anyway, so it's not like hockey players have a ton of – ton of. how many
1: people ask me for free
0: books, At Come on. It's the
2: same thing. I, mean, I, 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 a- I,
0: I have that person in my family, and I just tell them to tell everybody no. Um, <laughs> and you Russ, how um, many people ask
2: you for flyers tickets or something? Like or, or, you no, know. flyers tickets,
1: not as much, but free books all the time. I like get it's
2: asked I ask for more. flyers tickets all the time. And I, no, I and I'm like I don't have any connections, guys. Like I'm not like you know like somebody who's got like I know I try and tell people that too. I'm not giving like um like ten. I'm not giving like ten tickets here, you know. To you know right. for, for that I'm not a player, you know. I don't have any. It's, right. like, it's funny they think because you know you're in the media or whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, here's here's the one encouraging thing for for Nashville because Colin Wilson had a big playoff last year. He scored. 13 points in 14 games. This year, because Johansson was around for most of the – I think that th-
1: saved his job. I think he was on the yeah. block before that. No question. Uh,
0: Johansson was around, for, was around for most of the first two rounds, and he got the lion's share of the offensive chances. But if Wilson is going to be the go-to guy offensively up the middle – I mean first of all that's a, that's a that's a matchup disaster against Pittsburgh if you're if you're line I mean if, if Fisher comes back then maybe he can line up against either Crosby or or Malkin depending on whether his you know speed is affected by the injury that he has but if Wilson can you know catch that fire from last year they have at least one guy who might be able to score up the middle but then it's going to be you know it's going to be Auberg it's going to be Sissons, it's going to be whoever they plug in up the middle that's gonna have to jump up and and, and provide some other offense. Hey, maybe they
1: could maybe they could sign Carrie Wilson. He was really good at faceoffs too. And then you could, you know, at least have two guys.
2: Ron Wilson. Ron can play again. Um yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty of people. Um no, I, I you know what's funny is I, I think you'll see Fisher, if Fisher's in, you'll see Fisher against Crosby, you know, straight up. That'll be the that'll be the, the matchup that he's got when they can get that going. Um but the who they're gonna match up against Malkin is becomes more interesting to me because that's where the whole thing gets really kind of a uh, if kind of that screened. happens yeah, and if you run into that situation, right? If 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 Pittsburgh gets there, so I I mean I I would not be shocked at all from watching this to see to see Laviolette give put Mc, give McLeod some shifts against Malkin. I can see that completely because he just he, um, he's been using McLeod in a defensive role, and and there've been times when McLeod, you know, who's obviously a physical player, he could he could make he could drive Malkin crazy. That could be interesting. it be fun. But Malkin does not love. You know, physical, playing against tough. People. Well, if
0: Co- if Cody McLeod's in the lineup, I think that the percentage of a chance of Tom Sestito being in the lineup for for Pittsburgh goes up.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing, though. All right, yeah. so if we if we talk about like the game tonight, I, I'm already seeing the yeah. stat that Pittsburgh's 0-7 and, and game sevens, right, in this era, and and I was at one of them. I was at the Ranger one where it yeah. took a monumental effort. To beat Pittsburgh in that game, I mean, even Mike Lang, is, I was is, talking, I hung around long enough to talk,
2: huh? Is this home game sevens? Because didn't they just win home a game, game sevens?
1: sevens? Yes, home game sevens.
2: Right, all right, okay.
1: They're zero wow. seven, and 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 Ottawa's five and zero or something. So, but yeah. here's, but again, these are over spans of years. But in yeah. that game, the Ranger game against Pittsburgh, I hung around long enough that Mike Lang came out. We were talking to him about it. He put it in really great perspective. He was like, look, Henrik Lundqvist won this game. He came yeah. into this building, and he won this game. I've never seen anything like it. And really, that's what it's going to take for Ottawa to win this game. Like, Craig Anderson is going to have to walk into that building, and he is going to have to shut down the Penguins with that defense. That is the only way they walk away winning this game.
0: Agreed. Yeah. I think, the, I think the, the score of an Ottawa win tonight will be 2-1 or one nothing. Yeah, that's if, been the case it, if it's three, if it's three, two, four, three, Pittsburgh's well, winning. Score I don't think
1: anybody it. would be shocked if it's five nothing Pittsburgh, and I don't think anybody would be shocked if Pittsburgh loses two one. Yeah, it's game seven. Yeah. Like, anything can
2: happen. But anything can happen. It's a great, it's a great spot. Um, it's 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 so much fun to watch. And also, you know, my big my big thing to watch tonight is is how tired is but is is Anderson. You know, like is. Anderson he looked, looked like he was tiring last game. I messaged you that. And there's no question he was tiring. He looked re- even when they won. His reaction to them winning was yeah. was like very subdued. And then the interviewer afterwards, when they were talking to him, he's he's you know first of all the guy looked like he weighs like 85 pounds, right? Like yeah. he's crazy thin. And and you know if ever if ever there was a guy whose pads make him way bigger than he is, it's it's. It's Anderson. it's Anderson, you know, it's just like, it's crazy. And I think we
1: also forget he's an American goalie because he's been passed over so many times for so many I tournaments.
2: I know, I, I think, that, I, and it's it's the truth, he has always been passed over and there's a lot of people who thought, you know, he should have gotten some consideration at the last Olympics, you know, because he, he was yeah. playing pretty well at the time. He was, I mean, he, the, the, was, I heard a great crazy stat that the last time a, a goalie saved 45 shots in regulation and won a game, um, like he did in game six, was also – was also Craig Anderson, like, five years ago in a game. So it was the same as the, the same, you know, that was, that was the last time in regulation. The 45 or more shots were stopped by a goalie, and they won. So, yeah, he's, he's he's just, he's got the ability. The more shots he does, he's always been a goalie who feeds on shots. Like, he's, he's a better goalie when he's getting a lot of shots on him. He's not, when, you know, when he gets in trouble is when he doesn't get a ton of shots. But there's no, there's no real worry against Pittsburgh. That's why I think it'll be more interesting when we see what, if, if Ottawa was to get there, what we would see out of an Ottawa Nashville series and how that would play out. In this game, are you more worried about stars or are you more
1: worried about those lesser players that all of a sudden kill you with a goal? Like for yeah. me. Paggio.
0: Paggio. Guys yeah, like that. Pasio,
1: you know, Brian Russ, those kinds of guys. Or I gotta tell you, I'm still I I, I, I tweeted something out the other day. Uh, Colin Wilson gets to play in his first playoff game for the Ottawa Senators. Great, great college oh, player, as we all oh, know. Colin White, White, sorry, Colin White, and and Pierre Maguire had to point out what college he was from. Instead, maybe (laughs) he should have pointed out the reason they're playing this guy is that he's a great career clutch goal scorer, has done it in big games, on big stages, and he didn't do it in that game, but he's got one game in now. I would be watching Colin White. Like, that's a guy that could sting you out of nowhere, you know, with a goal, and we're all going to be watching the main guys for both teams. Yeah. but it probably won't be that guy that scores the game winner.
2: Probably won't. it'll probably be an ugly goal, and um, or you know, it'll be like an um, like Mike Hoffman's shot was unbelievable. Like, can we yes. just like throw that out there? That was just, that yeah. was about as good a slap shot as you will ever see in the NHL. Did, did,
0: did Colin White go to Shaddock St. Mary's, uh, Russ? No, no. Oh, okay, I don't think so. No, so I'm just I mean, saying that's, that's what Pierre says about you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got that reference
2: yes this is why it was so great when Bobby Ryan threw where am I from yeah where yeah. am I from um, yeah so now you know there's a
1: hashtag by the way for Bobby Ryan it's something like something something CH for Cherry Hill it's on Twitter now like there's an actual hashtag for Bobby great.
2: Ryan Bobby Ryan is, isn't on Twitter anymore you know he took himself off of no he's
1: not but the hashtag exists
2: I'm sure he I'm sure he checks it out I'm sure he has a secret Twitter account somewhere but <laughs> you know He's, um, no, he's definitely, I don't know what it is, but he's, 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 I'm really happy for him. I mean, he's definitely come into his own um, in, this, in this round. And, and people forget, the interesting thing about this is that Bobby Ryan was picked when? Right after Sidney Crosby? Yeah, here's
1: show. the hashtag. Hashtag CHNBR. So Cherry Hill North Bobby Ryan.
2: Really? Yes. Cherry Hill North Bobby Ryan. All right, check it out. Go we'll check it that out. That's later.
1: the hashtag, and it's, you know, I don't know if it'll ever be trending, but I guess it could be tonight.
2: We'll see. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. And it it's just like, so. Who do you guys want to see? Like that's that. So I sit there now. We you mentioned who you he thought. As a did. member
1: of the media, you're asking
2: me. Yeah, I'm asking you, a member of the media. Okay, so,
1: so Russ Cohen media guy, wants Pittsburgh because it's a five hour drive. That's an easy right. one. Right.
2: Right. And that's true.
1: I, I could get there. I'd go straight down the turnpike. I could fall asleep in my car and still get there. Uh, you know. Rusco and the fan is okay with either one because yeah. I've been to
2: Ottawa. I, I love the city. I have friends there. I'm yeah, okay great. with either matchup. I really am. Is there anything great about and and this is the you know how about you Mike? I think mean, like, I think you won Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, that's pretty safe to say.
0: Mike Ajello, the media guy. If anybody had a free Stanley Cup ticket, would like to go? Would would it's a three and a, three and a half to four hour drive to Pittsburgh. So I, I would prefer it's that. About that to it's about that, isn't it? About that to Pittsburgh, oh, Pittsburgh and
2: Ottawa, is not that much different, right? Is Ottawa a no? Ottawa's is like far?
0: from here. It's okay. going around Lake Ontario, past yeah, through okay. Kingston. It's I don't know I don't It's know like that. seven seven or eight hours. Okay. Um, right.
2: okay. you're further from Ottawa than we are. That's pretty yeah. crazy. Like that. okay.
0: my, my, Mike 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 Ajello, the fan, is firmly in the Pittsburgh court. And yeah. that's uh, and that's because anybody who is liked the blue and white hates the senators for obvious reasons. Is there anything?
1: I'm yeah. sorry, I was gonna say I'm gonna say something unpopular because we have so many Pittsburgh haters that watch the show, and there's so many Crosby haters. But I have to tell you, the best thing for the NHL would either be a Nashville win or a Pittsburgh win. But a Pittsburgh win would give the dynasty feel. To the league, yeah. which the NBA feeds off of, and the NHL has not had a chance to feed off of that in, like you said, over twenty years, and that's a big deal. in when you want to get the ancillary yeah. press to talk yeah. about you,
0: and yeah. and it would it would it would uh, sort of diffuse the. Uh, the belief that it's impossible in the cap era to not yes. have a, a team that can be a, a dynasty that can win, you know, cu- two cups in a row because, I mean, Chicago has won three, L.A. has won a few. but that we've had nothing but dynasties recently. But, like, but it's but it's never yeah. been in consecutive, years not, because in consecutive Chicago, years. not in consecutive years.
2: No. But, you know, we, but we have had very few teams winning the Stanley Cup. Like, you know, yeah, but then
1: nobody counts that. I'm telling you, in the outside world, right. people don't count that as a dynasty. Here's the funny thing. I get so much ridiculous stuff that comes across my screen for CNN breaking news. If the Ottawa Senators win the Stanley Cup, I will not get that. If Pittsburgh were to win their second Stanley Cup, we would get that. They would yeah, actually yeah. they would actually
2: post that. See, to, me, the,
1: to me, Chicago's this team is 100%. nothing.
2: There's no connection at all, right, to the team that won the Stanley Cup the first time Sidney Crowd won the Stanley Cup. Like this is so far away from that, it doesn't play into right. it. You know?
1: No. Well, but back to back years mean- is
0: something. There are a few players to you know. I mean, there's Latang and Flurry and Malkin, but yeah, I mean, but that you can say that about the Chicago teams. Three teams within the span of what five six years, that and they were three. Together. I mean, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh win was. Um, but they were three different teams, is what I'm saying. I mean, they had to. They were more. they connected had,
2: teams. I thought than that than this team and this, than this this team and last year's team and the original Pittsburgh team
0: that won. Well, the core—I mean, the core group of the Blackhawks were the same, but they—they they had to change the support players every time because they couldn't afford yeah. to keep them.
2: Yeah, no, they—they they definitely did a great job with that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the Kings, the two Kings teams that won, they were very much connected together. I mean, they were—they yes. were the year. I mean, so you know, but I, I just feel like this Pittsburgh team. There was that initial Pittsburgh team that had like, um, that had that had hosts on it. You know, like that was the host right. of Pittsburgh team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals twice, right? And and got you know against Detroit won one lost one.
0: Well he lost both times. He was on he was on the Pittsburgh right. team in 08 that lost then went to then went to Detroit and lost in 09. Right, that's right.
2: Yes yeah, so he's been in he's been a lot of time at the Cup Finals. Well here's what the fans want to see um because I put this I put this out on Pocky Buzz as a question to people. Um, and so far 1,300 people have responded and 56.95% want to see the Ottawa Senators against the Predators. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by this. I really like well, Again, you have a heavy Flyers fan base and they don't want to see Pittsburgh in any of it. Heavy and Flyers my, And they heavy Canadian, but heavy Canadian yeah. too and, and to me yeah. like the heavy, heavy Canadian part of it. That and that brings me to the, but that brings me to the next question. Um, is Ottawa like the one thing that I when I covered the Ottawa Anaheim series, I wrote an article about the fact that Canada wasn't behind Ottawa. Like that no, there was no there was no sense not. that or they were behind Ed, they were behind Edmonton 100%. Um, now, but this Ottawa team is a little different. I mean, this Ottawa team has there's a there's, a, there's, there's much. This is a much more of an underdog. That, that Ottawa team was very good for a long time, and they got there. This Ottawa yeah. team has much more of an underdog feel to them.
0: Yeah, think and more then
2: will be it for this. I and, think
0: more and there's the you know the heart rending story. You know the Craig right, Anderson right. story, the Clark MacArthur story, but. No, I don't think Canada is. I mean, to 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 the to the disappointment of Justin Trudeau, not everybody in Canada is getting behind the Ottawa Senators. There, yep. not even everybody in Ottawa is getting behind the right. Ottawa Senators. If you base it on attendance, and Canada. You know, so, I've often
2: found Canada to be cross Canada. You know, like this is like the they. they yeah. This is this is Canada loves Sidney Crosby, you know, and they it do is. follow him. They they are very much in his corner. Like that's he's their guy. He's you know yeah. their captain, and and they really they will support. Him. So when their teams are out, Crosby is a guy that they stick with.
1: No, I think that's fair.
2: I do. Yeah, it's always been the case. So. Yeah, you know, so that's why I was a little bit surprised by this number. Um, I mean, we have we do have a big group of flyers fans, but they're really not that active right now on hockey Buzz because the flyers aren't really that active, right? So this is really this is you're looking at fans now more along the lines of a lot of the hard people like on hockey Buzz. These okay. are these are these are people who are, you know, when I look at the statistics, a lot of Canadians who are expansion draft people, you know, people who are really like worried. that's what that's what you have right now. So And people I mean, who live in here. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Because they stay and watch TV. Right, right, and Buffalo, and a lot of Buffalo people, yeah. So that's what it comes down to, right? All right, so here's
1: the biggest. Can we switch to the biggest story in hockey right now? And it's the biggest. Go ahead. This is bigger than tonight's game temporarily, and that is the KHL. Uh There are teams that are leaving. There are teams that owe players. The league owes players $17 million. Now, to me, that sounds a little shocking, but what's more shocking for – is not that they're owed seventeen point seven million dollars? Is that seventeen point seven million dollars is over a billion rubles? That's a little shocking to me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the rubles like the peso right now.
2: Yeah, billion rubles. I know. I mean, I, I guess that that one ruble coin that my dad got me when I was a kid really is not worth all that much. No. Um,
0: yeah. So, can, well, so you mean, if,
2: go
1: ahead,
0: Mike. Uh, no, I was going to say, we saw a shrinking of the KHL over the last couple of years. It, it seemed to be mo- like the teams that were being sort of uh, removed were the teams that were outside the old Soviet Union. I mean, there was, a, there was a team in Ukraine that was shut down because of the war that was going on. There was a team in, I think, Slovakia. There was a team in the Czech Republic. Now, they've expanded to, like, Jokoret in in Finland – but the, yeah. the two teams that they've, they're shutting down right now, one is inside Russia, one is Zagreb, which is outside of Russia. But according to the reports, it's, they're, they're going to they're gonna go down by three more teams in the, next near, in the near future. So this is the reason why there's going to be an exodus of KHL players, because these teams are drying up then can you explain why Anton Lander
1: just jumped there? Like I don't understand that because <laughs>
0: Anton Lander is not an NHL defenseman
1: or not an okay. NHL player. I'm sorry, an NHL forward. Yeah. Sorry. Well, here's the thing: if I if I see that they owe people all players 17.7 million, what's the percentage that they owe the imports? It's gotta be like 65-70 percent, because those are the guys they stop paying first. Because you have no recourse when you go over there as an American or a Swede or a Finn. You have
0: no recourse if they decide to not pay you, and so that I would, I would bet that it hasn't gotten any better. than it, it was, wasn't it? John Graham, the goalie, that that told the story about him getting paid in American dollars in a brown paper bag. No,
2: I, 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 I don't know if it was John Graham. But I know it was another goalie that told me that story. That was Felix Popan, who told me that you know that was the concept of there. You know that I heard the story from Felix Popan that. Round period, and he's still, I believe, still owed money from the lockout year that he was there. I think that it's like, you know, and 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 the, the the problem with that, you know, and I know a couple other players who probably wouldn't want, maybe if doesn't even his name out there about this, but I'm just saying the problem with all that would be, you know, who you know, I remember talking to people and them saying, who do you, who do you go to to get this? Like when when you owed money from Russia that they're not paying. What's the process? You know, you like call it the Russian collection agency or something like that. I'll tell you what you do. You you go get
1: that paper boy. You go get that paper boy who's after John Cusack for that $2 and you ride after him for the rest of (laughs) the tournament.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're better off dead. The KHL is is a paper bag league at times. Like, and it's a wonderful league. People of the KHL are the nicest people in the world. I'm going to throw that out right now because I love them. Um, But but here's the thing. But um, the. um, (laughs) <laughs> the, but but the they they do they do serve they do throw money put money they do American money in paper bags read um, King King of Russia the Dave King book um, and with written by our friend Eric Dajach and also um, they 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 do serve McDonald's as a pregame meal like in in, in the KHL that's ridiculous
1: we, that's funny.
2: Which oh, is come on. I mean, the big nuggets are great, they're very, they're very, uh, yeah, yeah. You healthy. know, I mean, have you ever tried the not the Big Mac, but the thing that's called that's bigger than the Big Mac now that they have? That's called that, like, no, the, no, I don't even know the Grand Mac, Mac. The, the Grand Mac, the Grand Mac. Yeah, how do I know that name? I've never had one. I mean, I, I, I,
0: I tried one just because I had to try it, it was disgusting. Yeah.
2: Just- Big Macs are got. Discuss- Big Macs are amazing in your head. This is the thing about Big Macs in general. Like with like in my head, I'm like, oh man, that sounds awesome. I want a Big Mac. <laughs> I take one bite of the Big Mac and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. The great thing mac- for me.
1: I haven't had a Big Mac in probably 40 years, right? Yeah. But you know. in my head, I could tell you what the Big Mac was what was good about it was the sauce. What yeah. was bad about it was the burgers were smaller and that extra layer of bread was totally unnecessary.
0: The, gr- the, yep. gr- well, it, it, the the well, they gave you the extra layer of bread because they weren't giving you a, giving you big hamburgers. You. But the but the grand the grand mac is basically the size of a Burger King double whopper <laughs> with. With two with two quarter pounder uh, type uh, burgers. It was just ridiculously massive. I mean,
2: and-, and it's true, isn't it? I mean, you think about the sauce and you're like, and of course, in your head, you, you remember that you could get it free for a while if you said to all be patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, because right. I'm seed bun. That, when we were kids, that was like a thing that we all know, which is incredible right. marketing that anybody, yeah. that almost any American can say that yes. is phenomenal when you think about it. But yeah, but I remember I got one the other day, it was, oh gosh, it was like a year ago, but this happens like maybe every three years. I get I'll get like I gotta get a big Mac, you know, like an uh mm. All right, but here's the thing. So here's something
1: where I have to laugh at the KHL and I hope that our video transmission continues, but here's (laughs) this is to me this is what's so in 2018-2019, this is what's gonna determine what's gonna cut the three other teams. They will have a statistical rating system measuring teams on ice ability, their finances. And crowd appeal, and that will be used to determine. Now, this is the wording: who quits the league, they're
2: relegating them. Yeah. They're
1: relegating them to No, not But exist. I mean, who quits the a, league?
0: You're going to be you, you, somebody you out. You they don't take your quit. Take team and
2: quit now. You will.
0: Right. <laughs> that's a <laughs> forced quit, Russ. They're relegating them. There's, there's, I mean, there's no one involved with Russia has ever since
2: before. I mean, no one involved in any Russian scandals have ever, has ever been forced to retire before. I can't imagine. Is this going
1: to be like Star Search? Are people going to have those machines at home,
0: and they're going to constantly be pressing the buttons during a game at
1: those games?
0: What, was that was that press release written by Alexander Solzhenitsyn? <laughs> I mean, <that's... laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Let me go. Let's let's move past this thing. It's a great story, though. I agree. With you. I saw it today. I was going to talk about it yeah. for sure. It's one yeah, of the, it, is, it is probably the big story today, and
1: it will affect the NHL probably in a positive way.
2: in a big way um, because you know it also it doesn't make any any a league any more attractive when it's um, when it's contracting you know like when when that league is getting when smaller. Players
1: don't get paid.
2: They know it. Oh yeah, believe it me, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. I mean they <laughs> they might be making fifty thousand dollars a game, but if you miss one of those, you're. <laughs> I mean, the, and you know, they're, they're, all, they're very, very aware of it. Um, there are some really funny PK Subban things that I want to bring up today. Oh. Like, you know, a couple of them are really interesting. Um, there's one by our buddy at Puck Daddy who's never written a bad story about Nashville in his life. Um, he <laughs> um, <laughs> says, I have, still have no idea why I'm not a Montreal Canadian. And quite frankly, I really don't care. That's a good.
0: Well, that, see, okay, that quote is from an upcoming ESPN E60. Oh, okay. On Subban, and yeah, okay, so I, not- I, I'm very, yeah, I'm very curious to see this because God knows ESPN has never done anything wrong regarding the NHL. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's the sarcastic show today, I must say. But I mean, it's, Ill-
1: <laughs> but it's still up to PK Subban whatever he
0: gave them
2: material wise. Yes. It
0: is. And apparently, apparently they've been following him for two years. But so, this is
2: the definition. If I was to define the definition of hockey clickbait, it would be the quote. I still have no idea why I'm not a Macho Canadian, and quite frankly, yes, that's I don't hockey care. Clickbait. Yeah. this is this is so incredible hockey. This is hockey clickbait. This is like if you get if you get a quote like this, you're like, kids, we're going to dinner. You know, um, yeah. this is like this is a, this is that kind of quote. Um, <laughs> the, but you know, the the other thing was the other another thing with um Subban too. Oh, this is this is more of just a great statistic. And um, it was my great stat for the day. Um, Subban, um, who I've been not ripping on, but just saying, it doesn't seem to be. I, I don't know. It, it's it's different. Like I was such a. I've watched the Predators my since you know they've been since they've been in the league, and I've always and I'm, Shea Weber was always my guy, so I always thought he was. Uh, and I just didn't think Subban was doing as good a job as Shea Weber. But here, this stat stat proves me wrong. Um, so it says Subban, this you know, was charged with shutting down. Three players so far in the playoffs. Um, that would be Taves, Tarasenko, and Getzlaff. Basically, they were the three guys he was yeah, in three yeah. series, and those players combined for three goals in 16 games.
0: Yeah, but um, see, that, 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 real,
2: that's impressive. I mean, that's. Yes,
0: but. Okay but it's that's that's really loaded mis- that it is. Yeah, it's, it's it is, misleading. It's not, I mean, at some
2: point you have to give it some, you have to give it up for that a little bit.
0: They're five-man units. It's not him right. one-on-one with those guys. Oh,
2: oh, for, sure, for sure, but he's out there whenever those guys are out there and he can and he can be. They have they have that. No,
1: but it's different than the NBA. Like if I'm a guard and I'm covering another guard in the NBA and I've got 35 points and he's got 10, I won that battle. It's clear. It's clear cut. It's not as clear cut this yeah. way. It's
2: not. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm not that. saying they
1: right. not doing a great job. I love PK Subban, but I'm just saying it's not as easy as that.
2: All right. That's all. Yep. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not. I just. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, that's why I brought brought it up. But sorry. Um, anyway. It was interesting. <laughs> I,
1: no, 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 no. Listen,
2: it was interesting. So, so what? What is the um? Wh- Mike, I was looking at the rundown of the show. What is the women are not attractive part?
0: No, 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 oh, no, no, no,
2: Okay, sorry. Jeez. Okay.
0: What the hell? Let's go That's to angry, Mike. Let's <laughs> do a Let's go to expansion.
2: Um, let's talk about Columbus, okay? Right. <laughs> sorry, I thought that was a category. Um it's <sighs> it. connected to the line after I understand. Imagine it. Okay. if that was a
1: category on Jeopardy.
2: Wow. I'm like, Mike, I'm like, man, I know things are tough, what the
0: heck. <laughs> it's a it's a chat room for a reason. Like, I can mean some stuff that's not supposed to be said on, uh, on the show. Okay.
2: Yeah, usually, um, believe me, if I said the stuff that's in there, we would not be on the air anymore. So yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm just bringing this one up. Okay, so all right, the Blue Jackets are the team today.
1: Yes, the yes they are.
2: are. Well, are the okay. and they're uh, a bunch of handsome men. They are a bunch of handsome men. The Columbus Blue okay. Jackets are, and they have a they do have their share of of, of guaranteed contracts. They've got three of
0: them. Well, here, here, here's the here's the dilemma for for Columbus. Um, you know, they're they're likely to go seven three and one. Um, now they have a, the, first of all they have a very good young goaltender in Cor- Salo who will be exposed. I would not be surprised if he's one of the four or five goalies that uh, that McPhee takes because I think he's a I, I think he I think he's an NHL starter. Um, now defensively. They, they they probably protect Seth Jones. Obviously protect Seth Jones. They hey, can probably you scroll up a little, yeah they yeah, they sure. they uh, protect probably David Savard and Ryan Murray and leave Jack Johnson with one year left in his contract exposed. But at forward is is where they're gonna they're gonna lose a good young player. Russ, I mean they have three no move clauses. Dubinsky. Felino Hartnell. If they can't get Hartnell to waive the no-move clause and they have to protect them, either they buy him out of the final two years of his contract. No, they won't buy him out. They right, so then, they, so they keep him. So you protect the three no-moves, Brandon Saad, Cam Atkinson, who had a career year, Boone Jenner, and probably Wenberg. You're leaving a Josh Anderson. You're leaving uh, uh, a William Carlson, a Matt Calvert. Those guys will be exposed. So they, they're going to lose somebody who's – decent either the goaltender or one of the forwards
1: all right so i'm going to tell you something based on the worth of defensemen i'm still going eight skaters here and i'm protecting jack johnson because i don't have enough depth on defense if i want to be a contending team like the columbus blue jackets want to be a contending team they they really don't they don't have they don't have anybody that's really going to come up and and change the world for them next year defensively are they going to go heavy in the free agent market for defense? Probably not. And so if I lose Josh Anderson or I lose Matt Calvert or well, I lose, if, you know,
0: so if, be it. I'm fine with that. If, if you go eight skaters, you lose Cam Atkinson. You're either well, protecting Saad or Cam Atkinson. That's that's why I say there's no way they're going. Well, I'm going to
1: leave Brandon sod out there because I don't think they're going to want his $6 million salary. That's what man, I'm going to he's
2: do. He's young, though, Russ. I it mean, he's matter. young. You're, you're, no way they're gonna expose. There's no way. There's no way they expose Brandon Saad. I I, I
1: I said I know that. This is if I ran the team. This is what I would do. Yeah.
2: I don't. I think that. I think you would be fired if you did that. I, I honestly think that I Brandon think so, Saad
1: because
2: Brandon I, Saad would get picked up immediately. By I don't know about that. No, they would. I mean, there are players, yeah. and I'm working on a story about this. There are, yeah. there are players out there that will be that will be left unprotected that have big contracts and people just don't like Andrew Ladd's a good example. Like, there's no way they'll protect Andrew Ladd. Six million
1: dollars for Brandon Saad is a lot of money. Eck. He's young. It doesn't matter that he's
0: young. He's, he's already twenty-four years old. But he's priced know, himself
2: saying, out. That's young. Twenty-four years how old. Many, is,
0: how many year deal is that? He's got another f- four years.
1: I don't think they're going to touch that deal. I really don't.
0: No, I, I say I, I think I think that uh, Vegas would claim him. He'd be the claim guy if he's if he's exposed.
1: I would rather them claim Brandon Saad than Cam Atkinson. That's to me
0: right now worth on the team. That's but, okay, would, would you rather – okay, put it this way. Would you rather lose Brandon Saad or Jack Johnson? If it's me, I'd rather lose Jack Johnson. It's well, but I can't
1: afford to lose Jack Johnson. That's the problem. Yeah, they, but
0: they have – they have. I mean, they can go out and get defensemen in trades. They have yes, a lot Brandon of – Here's what Brandon Saad did in the playoffs. Before you, you know, anoint
1: him, he had three points and he was a minus five.
0: Okay. Yeah, they, they
1: got they, – they, they won one game. Okay, but I'm just saying, I mean, Cam Atkinson for his – Three and a half million dollars. I'm not exposed. I'm not exposing Cam Atkinson. Actually I'm worth more. He's actually worth more to the team than Brandon Saad because it, it, his it. his cost ratio per goal and points is a lot better.
0: Well, Russ, you see, it may, that, that point might be moot because if you only if you only cover four, if you go eight skaters and you only protect four forwards. I mean, is the fourth forward Wenberg, or is it Atkinson, or is it Saad? Because whoever you don't protect is probably going to be the one that uh, that Vegas claims. That's why I'm saying they're going to go – they'll probably go 7-3-1 and one and trade Jack Johnson in the final year of his contract. Hey, Atkinson had
1: 35 goals. He's 27. He he had three points in the playoffs also, but he had two goals. He is better right now today than Brandon Saad, and he's a better right. bargain. He, he I would made- rather – he may be. I'm just I'd saying lose I, the money on Brandon's side. I'd rather I, lose that contract.
0: If I'm Yarmo Keck I don't want to lose either one of them. So
1: well, of that, that's course not un- but, but here's the thing. So let me while you guys are, are hard and fast on Jack Johnson, well just expose him and let him get taken. Who are you putting in his place? What, Gabriel Carlson? He's not ready. I he mean played he looked year? okay last year, but he's not ready to take Jack Johnson's role. No, but you, I mean you go out and you get a defenseman. Who okay? Who are you going to get? That's what I'm saying. I mean, this yeah. is it's, this is like so much easier to say. But if you're going to say Gabriel Carlson, then Gabriel Carlson better be the guy. And I think he's going to be a terrific defenseman, but he's 19. Do I know that he's ready? I don't. So then all of a sudden, who are you getting to replace Jack Johnson? It sounds easy, but it's really not.
0: It's really not at all. It's not it's not, but the thing is that you're probably gonna lose Jack Johnson after next season anyway, because after next season he's a UFA. Or or he signed a cheaper deal with them because he they were maybe the
1: greatest organization to a player that I've ever seen with the kind of problems he was going through and he'll appreciate that. It's a possibility. Yeah, it is.
0: But I'm saying I'm I'm just saying in a, in a, in the sense of asset management the risk of losing you know the cost of losing Jack Johnson for one year is much less than losing an Atkinson or a sod or a Wenberg in the expansion draft. It's replacement value. He here's the thing yeah, I mean to me honestly I think
2: that I, I I mean I don't know this for a fact and i I've, I've put in some calls to see if I can find out anything about this eight skaters, one goalie because I looked at this team and I thought this was a team and also, I know that this is a team that really cherishes their defensemen. They really do. They really feel that Well they they have to. They they they're yeah, not that's, that's, that that's what makes them special. They they feel like they've got a, they've got one of the best young
0: defenses in the league. And I get that. But I'm but I'm saying, I mean, I think that the the fact that mitigates that act is the fact that Johnson only has a year left. And maybe maybe that prevents maybe that prevents Vegas from claiming him because, unless they want him as an asset that they can flip yeah. at the deadline. But maybe I'm just saying it's like
1: this yeah. is my challenge to both – to you, Mike. He yeah. played 25 oh, – oh, he averaged over 25 minutes a game yeah. in the playoffs, Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. There's nobody on this roster, even, even Gabriel Carlson, who you were going to give yeah. 25 yeah. minutes to in the playoffs. And I don't think there's anybody out there that you could get that you're going to trust 25 playoff minutes yeah. and John Tortorella is going to trust 25 playoff minutes too.
0: Well, maybe, maybe he'll maybe he'll sign Dan Girardi after he gets bought out by the Rangers.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I, I think John yeah. David – Somebody mentioned to me today about um Mark Stahl being bought out by the Rangers. I was looking at that further, but I don't think that's going to happen. No,
1: Stahl's younger. I think we looked at the deal. The Girardi deal is way more advantageous to buy out. And he's the guy blocking all the shots. Like, it's obvious who you should buy out. Well
0: yeah. hey, maybe 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 Tortorello will bring back one of his favorite defensemen and maybe you'll sign a Michael Delzato. Uh-huh. And you're gonna give Delzato twenty-five
2: minutes. You know, of can you imagine Dick you get him that can you imagine I mean, can you imagine Dan Girardi wanting wanting to uh wanting to play for Tortorello again? I can't see that either.
0: Yeah, I can't see yeah. that either. But I mean, but I'm saying there are there are defensemen who could come in on a one or two year stopgap. Situation not to, for 25 minutes a game. I'm telling you, you no. want to be here you're you're expecting you're expecting Seth Jones and Ryan Murray to step up to be that 25 minute guy. You know what?
1: what here's is. the funny thing: I've got Pierre Luc Dubois coming in. I can sure. replace Brandon Sod's 50 points quicker than I can replace those 25 minutes on the blue line right now.
0: I mean, I That's to the me. Argument. Well, I, I know, I know it is. I, I to me, I would rather give up one year of Jack Johnson than than. I know, but but again, we don't know what the
1: long term deal is. They may or, may already be talking to Jack Johnson beyond this year. We don't
2: know. They could be. Sure.
0: They, they could. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll try to find out some more for you guys. But I never uh, thought yeah. I could get so heated talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets, but I did. They have, they have. I mean, they have five defensemen who played more than like what sixty games that they that, that could possibly that could possibly be exposed. I mean, that's like that's. I don't think many teams in the NHL have that. Um, no, you know. So they really have and for a
1: them. Lot. It's a key because the where in the division that they sit in, in the kind of team that they are. Yeah. If they lose, it, it, this is almost like Florida, like if you lose one of those top four, good luck replacing that.
0: That's well see the, and here's the thing, and we're not we're not we're not factoring him in the conversation here because he's exempt. If they lose Jack Johnson, your top four is Seth Jones, Murray, Savard, and Zach Wierenski. Not a yeah, big drop so. off. Not a no, big drop no. off. No, but you need more than four. You do I know you need more than four, but I'm just saying I That's think it's it's easier for them to to fill in your five six in a you know for a year or two as a guy like Carlson gains experience maybe plays in the American Hockey League next year rather than you know keeping Jack Johnson hoping that he resigns and losing one of your I think one of your most talented forwards offensively. Ask John
1: Tortorella that I bet you he would say it's easy to replace the forward. You ask John Tortorella that.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, Russ, what do you have for us as far as
2: draft players go? All
1: right. So we're talking Owen Tippett, a really great right winger. He's a 6'2", 203. So he's like your prototypical right winger. Like anything you want in a right winger, I think you have in this guy. He's got a great shot. He's a guy that's good at deflections. I think we've seen that over the years. And I'll name you some guys that are good at deflections. They're not all wingers, but... Justin Williams is great at deflections. Mike Richards was great at deflections. Yeah. There are some guys that if you can do that, like the other day, who wasn't great at a deflection? Um, I forgot who missed that deflection. Oh, Right in front of the net, there was a player that missed one. I can't remember. But it's a big deal in the NHL, and if you have that as a skill, it's something that could move forward. He's a smooth skater. He's a guy that can go around players even at that size. He has the speed to do it he could snipe the small areas which in the NHL that's a lot of times that's what you're going to have to do and he's a tough guy who could take a hit too and and so like he's not a guy that you're going to be able to push off the puck he is your power forward type but with a fair amount of finesse
0: and, and it's funny uh, cuz I saw him play um, I think it was in December up in up in Toronto cuz he played for Mississauga And, you know, I I was keeping an eye on him and uh, on Nicholas Haig, who's one of their defensive uh, prospects who's going to be a first-round pick uh, in this draft. I was completely unimpressed with Tippett, and then I looked at the score sheet at the end of the game, and I think he had a goal and two assists. It was like one of those things that even when he played badly or he didn't make it that much of an impression, he he had scored points. Now, I don't know whether he can carry that off in the NHL. That's something where his talent just carries him over. But – you know, I mean, he has the physical package. He, yeah, you know, he does have the shot. Um, I, I, you know, I, it was one game, so I can't make a judgment on him. But I, I didn't think he had as much speed as a lot of people thought he did.
1: I, I, I think it's, it's not like he has blazing speed, Mike, but he could get around defenders with that extra gear when he has to. And I think that's the key because we don't, you know, he, he doesn't have that flat track speed. No, he doesn't. Yeah. And, and right now, I've got him currently ranked eleventh. He he's gonna pretty much stay there for me. I could tell people that I don't think there's gonna be any movement on my list for Owen Tippett. But but the idea is, if you're down somewhere between ten and thirteen and you're drafting, everybody wants a power forward, man.
2: Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. And that's a big deal. No, that's true. That's true. Wow, that's a good that's a good one to watch. I love it. Uh, let's go to the rumor chart today. Um, Pick three interesting players. One could one, it just I was gonna pick three others, but we talked another one. But I we actually just talked about Delzado a little bit, so I thought I would put him on here. Um, all right, so Delzado was told at the end of the year by the Flyers he definitely wasn't coming back. Um, was not coming back, was not coming back. Nick Schultz, no, we knew that, we knew that, yeah. Um, you know, and it's I kind of I respect teams when they do that, you know, ahead of time like that sometimes because it really does give the player a lot more time to figure out what the heck to do. Um, so the team I've heard most connected with him is Colorado uh, and that they, they really need, they, they need something um, in a big way. So I, I do like, I do like that. Like the,
1: here's what I like for Colorado. What people forget about what Delzato is. He's really not an offensive defenseman anymore. He's a guy who has still has a good shot and will give you offense, but he is a really good skater. He has yes. cut down on his turnovers, but he's very physical. And that's something that Colorado needs. They need a hit maker and Delzato creates hits. He does. Good I mean,
2: transitional defenseman, too. Like, he's yes. very good. I mean, as, as he might not be as offensive, but he, he's very good at the first pass out of the zone type of play. Yes. Like that, that's his
0: game. He, I mean, the, the, the two of the teams on your list are teams that are desperate to add multiple defensemen in, in yes. Buffalo and Colorado. So, I mean, I don't think Delzato can really go out there and ask for – you know, three three and a half million dollars based on what he's done the last couple of years. I mean, I think he's gonna you know get a couple of years and maybe maybe two and a half to three million bucks at the at most, and that would be cost effective for a team like Colorado who doesn't like to spend money in Buffalo who has got a lot of bad contracts. So I think that those are reasonable destinations, and you know I think those teams are so desperate for blue line that I yeah. Think but here's
1: where here's where Buffalo loses again, Mike. I'm sorry. Um, where Buffalo loses again in this one is. Michael delzado is a DJ I don't know what the clubs are like in Colorado I know that there's amazing clubs in Vegas and so I have to think that this is going to come into the uh come into the fray if Vegas has some interest in them Buffalo has no clubs there's no fun there we know that
2: Del Zotto is yeah is actually was actually maybe the most popular flyer in the locker room last year too yeah like He's he's a really loved guy um, by the team by his teammates. He's had he's had a little bit of a checkered past as far as you know people. Yeah, that's a
1: long time ago.
2: It feels like it feels like he grew out of it. You know, it feels like he really does, it does seem completely different now. And he, he was very humble. I found I found him to be pretty humble this year in general. Like um you know he's become more humble as time's gone on. I feel. Uh, next is Radulov, and Radulov um now of course Radulov is still everyone assumes is going to you know be a Canadian and that the Canadians will sign him and. But you know, there's a there's another there's a group in there that's not as thrilled about it, and it's a small group. I would say, like you know, maybe you know, twenty or thirty percent of people in in uh, within the Montreal Canadian, you know, sphere of influence or what have you, that really that that aren't one hundred percent sold. And then there's the other aspect of Rajlev, which is he has always gone for the money. And well,
0: it, well, and 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 that's that's the key here, Rack, because I mean, there was speculation about him looking for like a max deal, like a 6 yeah. or 7 year deal. And he's 31 years old. He had a great year and I'm sure Montreal wants to sign him, but if he's going to stick to his guns in terms of wanting, you know, long-term money, you know, 5.75, 6 million dollars a year, gro- go screw. I think that's I think that's ridiculous. I mean, they'll give yeah. him a good deal and I think he deserves that, but at 31 that's a that's really risky. And they yeah, I don't think they're gonna do that. So that's no. where I think there's the other opportunity. You know, maybe Vegas, and I'm sure there are other teams out there, but I don't think anybody in the NHL with his history is giving Alex Radulov a six or seven year contract. There's just Nobody no t- and there's
2: no something t- else that bothers me about this. Like I because I I've heard Vegas' name mentioned a lot with him, almost too much. Like almost like yeah. as an, as if they're negotiating, you know, like, like because, because when I sit back and I look at it, you know, who's Radulov's least favorite person in the world, or the least, the smallest fan of Radulov probably that's in the NHL would be David Poyle, right? Um, he the, absolutely, yeah. the whole Nashville situation, Radulov was a mess, you know, and twice was a mess. And, you know, and Poyle and McPhee definitely talk a lot, so it, I have a really hard time kind of imagining that McPhee would be the kind of guy who would, who would go for him, but... We'll see it. It's have had a really great year, and I don't they, think Montreal could afford to lose him. No, they really can't. They're really in a they're really in a pickle with this one. Um, so they're trying everything they can too to make it. The next player is is, is Jonas Brodeen, who um a lot of people think you know could be moved because of the, the expansion yeah. draft and because of what could happen there.
0: Well, Minnesota. I mean, and we'll we'll talk about Minnesota probably in a couple of weeks when we get to them for the expansion thing. But yeah, the, the, a lot of the talk in about Minnesota is is getting rid of Dumba instead of getting rid of Brodine. And yeah, I, I don't I, think that's happening. I, that be, that Yeah, that
2: would be dumb. I Dumba, is, Dumba is, I don't. I really don't think it's happening either. I, I think that Dumba is way too important for that.
1: His offense but, way too important for them this year.
0: Yeah. yeah. Brodeen, is more of a and I'm not saying stay at home in terms of being a guy who can't skate because he can skate, but he's more of a defensively minded defenseman. Um, he's a right, he's a right hand shot. I think it, you know, you've got three, four teams on the on the list there. I think you could add those teams that need defense like Toronto, yeah. like Buffalo. I definitely think that if if he's available that 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 Lula Morello will be putting in a call to to, to uh, Chuck Fletcher because yeah. Brodeen's the top of, type of defenseman that they they need. I don't know about LA though because I mean, where's LA? You know, his the one thing is that brodeen signed long term and I think he's making like four point one million dollars. But LA is so cap strapped right now. We have to see what Rob Blake's going to do if he buys out guys like Dustin Brown. If he I think get, that could happen,
2: I think that yeah. could,
0: happen. I think could
2: happen too. going to be very aggressive.
1: Yeah, here's an interesting thing. So, Bro um, Dumbo was the third highest scoring defenseman on on Minnesota, four points behind Spurgeon, 11 goals. He is a goal maker. He could get more than 11 goals with his shot, and he's physical. I think Brodine is the guy that goes. I think that's correct. I think the problem is is that they have to pretty much get somebody with the same salary or less coming back because yeah. they're a cap-strap team. Right. J- JVR. Yeah, JVR could be a good swap for that.
0: Yeah, and he's a one, and it's only one year left in the contract. Whereas Brodeen's, yep. I think, got three or four years. I mean, I that's uh, that's been one of my scenarios. You know, the Leafs are looking for long term uh, to address their defense. They're going, they're going very Swedish lately. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with with a lot of their you know the with, yeah. with a lot of their prospects. Brodeen would make a a whole bunch of sets the only
1: the only way I think Vegas gets them is if they get somebody who's worth flipping for Brodeen. But the problem is right. they're gonna to want to move Brodeen before the expansion draft.
2: Yes. Right. Right. So
1: why would he what is what does Vegas have to offer they're not gonna give a first round pick for him.
0: No. No, it would be it would be one of those deals Russ where they're claiming somebody from another team to trade. You know, yeah. and I, I would find it very unusual that if there was a deal between Vegas and Minnesota it wouldn't involve the Vegas somebody from Vegas like Zucker cuz Zucker is they that's the that would be the poster child for that franchise he's from Vegas and he's a good NHL player they would want that to promote that franchise
1: and here's the problem even though the, the Red Wings have a new building they're no longer a destination team like okay. i don't know if there's anybody on Detroit short of Dylan Larkin Maybe a Thanosu that Minnesota
2: would even accept back for Brodine. That's Anthony, Man, Anthony Mantha. Yeah, maybe Mantha. I think they 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 they're, they're, they're not a destination mean. team. I think they are still a destination
1: They're team. not. No, they're, I think that's um, all smoke and mirrors now. I think that's the old Red Wings. I don't no. think – who's going to – act if you're a free agent, why are you going to sign with Detroit? Right.
0: That's why, that's why as much as Vegas might be a decoy for Radulov – when we talked about yesterday, we had Joe Thornton. Detroit yeah, right. is a decoy for Joe Thornton. There is no yeah. way that Joe Thornton is going to Detroit over going back yeah. to San Jose unless San Jose is not offering him anything.
2: Yeah, I mean that that Joe Thornton is a totally different kind of situation. Um, yeah, that. I know. Because, rat to me, to me, Thornton is is a case of of you know, if Thornton calls Detroit up and says, "I really want to play there, and I'll do it for this," that that that's the situation they have with Detroit. You know, I mean,
1: Zetterberg uh, might push for Brodine, but again, I just don't know. Unless they give up Anthony Mantha, and then how is Detroit going to replace those points? Like, they just – they don't have a lot to deal.
0: Unless, unless they think Svechnikov is
1: ready. Yeah, but even Svechnikov being ready is nowhere near the point producer that, that Mantha is going to oh. be. His brother is going to be a way better point producer than him,
0: yes. I mean, more than like, – in, in the dream scenario of all dream scenarios when it comes to the Detroit Red Wings, Ken Holland is praying that Gustav Nyquist, you know, that guys like Tatar – that they, they, yeah. they, they had sophomore slumps, I know with Nyquist especially, that they he had a sophomore slump and then he comes back and he plays like he did two years ago. And if he does that, then along with Zetterberg, along with you know, Dylan Larkin had a sophomore slump, you know, bring those guys. If they play up to their potential, then we're back in it. I it's don't think so. Dream.
2: It is a pipe uh, dream it's right a, now. It's a no, pipe it, definitely, dream. it definitely is a pipe dream. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean.
0: And, and then defense, their defense is hideous. But I here's mean, the thing, Eck.
1: Let's be realistic. What does Ken Holland
0: have left on his deal? One more year? Yes.
2: yeah.
1: Mike Illich is gone. You yeah. I see Ken Holland leaving the Red Wings after this year.
0: I do Well, and and I'll just bring this up because it was it was discussed when it, in regards to the Kyle Dubas story from a couple of days ago. You know, because Kyle Dubas, if he leave, if he leaves Toronto, the perception is is because he sees his road to being the Leafs' general manager as being impeded not right. only by Lou Lamorello wanting to stick around, but also by Mark Hunter. But there's also and there's been a been a recurrent rumor over the last four to six months. Uh, I know that Kevin McGran from the Toronto Star wrote about it that Ken Holland's contract is up at the end of the uh, end of next year, just at the same time that Lamorello's contract is up. And he is best buddies with Mike Babcock. Yep. And and put two and two together.
1: Yep. I can totally see that happening. Great talent evaluator. We're trying to build a dynasty here. Like I just see the strip mining continuing, continuing with with Detroit, and it's going to get tougher for them before it gets better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do agree it's going to get tougher before it gets better. I, I I definitely that that part I agree with. I don't know. There's a lot of it though that I'm not. I mean, I think that. I think that they have a better. They're a little bit further along in this than you guys do, but that's just you know we've had this discussion. Before.
1: Well, tell me who the goalie is. Tell me who their number one defenseman is. Tell me.
2: There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, I mean there's there's, there's yeah they they I mean they don't have they I think Mrazek is their goalie, okay? But I think okay, they, but he's got some issues. Oh, he's got issues for sure, but most you know he's not. They don't have the, a bona fide. They, goalie.
0: they they thought they thought that Mrazek was their number one goaltender, and then in you know in their in the most impo- not most important because it was just a spectacle, but in the Centennial Classic, Russ, they started Jared Caro. I know a twenty-five-year-old, yeah, marginal prospect who yeah. all of a sudden started playing well. No, so I know. It, I mean, they, they. I mean, they had lots of injury issues this year too. And, and, and there's. And there's a lot of talk about Jimmy Howard being moved and them eating salary to get him to get yeah. to get him out of out of Detroit because he's not the number one he never has been a, a number one in the NHL at least to my yeah.
2: estimation. Yeah, I want to get a rest. I want to go to the restaurant where you can eat salary. That would be a fun place to go. I think would be a good. Um, the um something really fun since and since today's theme is Delzato. I posted this on my on my blog last week. I think this is one of the most coolest things I've ever seen. It's, this is this is a video from YouTube and it's really short. I'll just play it for you guys. Um, and we'll go out on this. It's just this is this is a tournament from 2000 um, where I think it was Team Ontario versus Team Vancouver. Um, and in this clip, you get to see Martin Jones, Peter Angelo, Stamkos, Eberly, Delzato, and Hamonick are all playing in this as in 2000. So they're they're kids, you know. About they're nine years old probably. Nine years old, right. So this is great. I'm gonna I'll show you, I'm gonna bring it up here. And uh, you'll love, I think you guys will love this. This is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. And just because it's really just one of these, uh, you don't get to see this very often. Here we go. So I'm going to turn the volume up, and we'll play it here. Watch this.
1: Long ship for this McCray-Delzato-Robertson line. McCray and Delzato are still out there. Delzato with the high shot. Now Toronto will change on the fly. As Petrangelo comes back, fires one off the ankle of Hamonic, and he built that one.
0: On, on.
1: on. swept away into the corner. Chris goes after for Toronto over on the far side to number eight, Anthony Nigro. Nigro can't control it. Steve Stamkos bangs it back in, and Nigro with it. Nigro with the long shot from a bad angle right So for Nigro looks better in Stamkos. Where's Once he? Once again, heavily yeah. with it.
0: Everly to Johnson. Everly, stick it into the corner. Back then, out. Everly was turning over the puck. Stamkos. <laughs> There's Stamkos. There's all right. The shot by Stamkos. It was
1: high, but you got to
0: be impressed
1: with the glove hand. No finish. Martin Jones. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat Martin Jones and that Stamkos guy if he could only
2: shoot it on net.
0: Uh, yeah, he's got no yeah. finish at all.
2: That's, uh, that's the last time Stamkos came back in his own zone to, to steal the puck from somebody, too. Oh, um, yeah, no, but that was, that was just, impre- I think that is so, I mean, that is, I love that kind of stuff. What's so cool yeah, is we, cool. you know, you really don't, we, I think we, about 10 years ago when everybody, you know, when everybody started getting camera phones, right? So you're going to see this more and more in, in the future because everything's being videotaped now teams but you know like there's nothing I don't, I don't think there's one video of me playing you know any sport at all as a child you know like there's nothing at all right or the only video i have of me playing goal is, is um my is, you know just i have me you know stoning dust and leads in the shootout so i've got that but besides that i don't have anything else so and i was shaking no, no, no video actually.
0: no video of the street hockey with cask recapping it
2: nope 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 no video <laughs> that no. i was stupid not to videotape that you all right, that's so all the time we have for today, guys. Enjoy the Game 7 tonight. We'll see what we'll, we'll... Tomorrow, we'll talk about the final. We'll find out what's going on. Remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. We will talk to you soon.
1: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit